everyone, PJ. How are you doing? Great to see you on this um, beautiful afternoon. We have a storm that's about to hit. How appropriate. <laughs> ah, we're all waiting for that storm to come, aren't we? And we're feeling uh, knocked around, I guess, would be um, uh, probably a good phrase to sum up where a lot of us are going and feeling. And some of us are feeling a little exhausted, uh, which I can totally appreciate. I've seen a lot of people starting to get short, a little bit bewildered, um, snappy at each other, attacking, blame, shame. And, um, you know, I guess that happens as we're moving through a period of great revelations. You know, um, I take my hat off. I just want to put this out there. And I know that I've said this before, but um, I'm just reiterating my feeling. And I really take my hat off to the people that have awoken in the last 30 days, 30 weeks, year. Okay. And I know that that's a lot of you that follow me. And I often put myself in your shoes. I often think, my God. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's intense, um, and if you're feeling um, that it, it's intense, <laughs> then yeah, it, it fully is absolutely unbelievable what we're all moving through at this point. Um, I want to use an analogy, so I think probably, oh, excuse me, because there's lots of text and things coming through at the moment. I want to use um, an analogy where you try to understand that, you know, the truth transforms and changes us, right? And and it, it once seen can never be unseen. Um, it's not just a catchphrase, it's real. Once you've seen it, you can't put it away. The, you can't unring the bell. It's out. It's done. It's it's put out there, and it requires um, um, you to look at it. Um, or if you don't choose not to look at it, you can't ever unsee it, and you're changed and transformed. Like you know, when it comes to um, children, and think of us as children of God, right? And as little children, as children of the earth, um, when when I believe what God has shown me is we're moving through our through to our adolescence, and we're growing up. We're we're getting, um, you know, we're getting an understanding that Santa isn't real anymore, and that really it was mum and dad all along, <laughs> uh, and the the loss. You know, maybe you don't remember, but I really do. And I, I remember my children when they were little, you know, especially with my son, the, the loss associated firstly with the betrayal of the lie. And you think about that, you know, Santa is a lie if you if you follow Christmas. I know some of you don't. Um, and um, in, a, in a generic sense, children then need a, a moment to mourn. Um, that Christmas that you reveal that to them if you haven't raised them this way is difficult for them because they need to, wait a minute, what do you mean there's no Santa? 
isn't he the guy that brings the presents? Like, who have we been putting all the carrots out for? <laughs> you know, and, and it's tough. It's it's like, well, <laughs> yeah, I lied. Um, but in this case, it's not as, look, it could be, depending on how passionate you are about the truth. I know I felt terribly guilty making that lie to my kids. Um just to conform with society's expectations. And back then, I had a very different view than I do now. I was always aware that I was telling them a lie, but I also felt that not raising them in in that mainstream way was also imposing my view of the world on them, and I didn't want that. Because, and some of you may raise an eyebrow at that, because I already knew how difficult it was knowing the truth. I already knew how devastating it was and I didn't want to make them see truth unless they were ready to see it. So I went along with the lie. We look at what's going on now in the world and we, there's this incredible flux and we're whether or not we want to acknowledge it, at a quantum level, our, our being, our DNA is connected with everything and this is why we're feeling this so intensely I've, I've had a lot of epiphanies i'm going to do a live tonight if you get this before the live um make sure you go back and see my youtube which i'll do at 9 p.m tonight 2nd of march um and there's there's some there's some real simplicity in this massive complexity so let me try and explain what i've seen our our ego our identity our 3D self, the, the, the being that exists here on earth, living this 3D reality, is inextricably wedded to the matrix. Whether or not we want to be part of it, whether or not we can see and touch it, whether or not we hate it or love it, or whether we, we believe, naively, we believe that we've divorced ourselves from that now. Not true. Okay, because the 3D reality is what allows us to eke an existence. It allows us to grow vegetables. It, we can feel it, touch it. It's tangible. Okay, that 3D existence um, drives everything. It's you know, it's um, Newton's theories and it's gravity and it's time, uh, which is the fourth dimension on Earth, right? And this, this 3D existence, some of us have mastered it, some of us have no idea, some of us are babies. <laughs> and I mean that, like, you know, have only been born in the last month or two. And at eight weeks old, you know, you certainly haven't mastered the 3D. One could argue that you already are 5D before you were born, coming from another realm, if you like. And I... I know that as we start to... I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm just going to put it out there. I, I am truly um, feeling um, uh, shifted. They're very glamorous words, aren't they? I'm just used to speaking like that. You can feel a shift. You can feel something shifted. You can feel something's changed. And that shift then causes you to feel all these different ways, right? You might be 
irritated or agitated or confused. Big, the big one right now is confusion and I have felt that through my being. I have nothing to be confused about because as I tease it out, I can see very clearly uh, all of the realms and the levels that we're exposed to right now. That 3D self, that identity, that being that we are that gets in the car and drives and goes to the butcher and drops the kids off and writes a check or pays a bill or that 3D being is inextricably wedded to a scaffold. Even if it's artificial, I just want to bring you into this instead of there's a lot of, I see a lot of entitled attitudes and you know oh that's just the 3d we don't need to be bothered with that but actually we're inextricably woven into it there is no um even if we divorce ourselves from it as i've just said even if we separate ourselves from it we are inextricably woven into this dimension as this dimension dissolves we haven't been there before even if you think you have, you haven't. None of us have been. This is all new territory, all of it. And that's why when I see people who are really down on themselves or who are really judgmental of others, which is actually, you're really talking about yourself, I see that it's my dog deciding to eat his breakfast and it's early six o'clock at night. <laughs> he's a definite 5D being he doesn't he runs on daylight as does my cat okay so I see a lot of people um, sitting outside of it and saying well you know I know what that is you do you know it on an intellectual level you know it academically and we all know what happens with academic knowledge right we've studied we've gone deep we've 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 pulled back the layers, we've looked at the truth, we've decided that we know what this is. And me too, me too, okay? I've been doing this for 20 years. 20. Maybe awake when I was born, and that, uh, those epiphanies are really exposing themselves to me at the moment where I'm like, oh my God, I remember that, or I'm seeing that. Maybe you're seeing the same thing as well. Maybe you're having you know, flashbacks of when you were young going, I knew the whole time, you know. My mom said I was crazy and actually, and I think it's a real, you know, those of us who are in this awakening process and caught in this moment and seeing things so they really are and are being treated as the weird one and the crazy one and the, the misfit and the... You're caught in this fake reality. You know, that breaks my heart. If any of us were to show up at a traditional psychological assessment, we'd all fail. You know that, don't you? And there's no mistakes in that either. That is the matrix. The DSM-5 is there to capture people who are awake. I'm convinced, Right? So don't go anywhere too crazy. Just stay home and stay away. And don't, <laughs> don't go anywhere near the, the system there if you can avoid it. We, we are inextricably woven into 
the third dimension. And as this scaffolding falls away, this is why it's really important for you to get a relationship with God. Whatever that looks like for you, there's, there's some approaches that you can take. There's some adjustments that I've made. There are some things that I'm, I've been doing at a personal level that have really helped me. Um, I've been reassessing and re-examining my belief system to overhaul entirely where I, I, I w- was at an absolute knowing in 2012. In 2014, I was shifted. There's that word again. Okay. And brought into realization after all the research and study that I was doing that was leading me down all the rabbit holes that you're going down now. But there wasn't the information. Well, there would have been, but there was no, pub- there was no public acknowledgement from any leadership around the world, certainly not a white hat military, that they had a plan. The plan is, what, 70 years old? Yes, not 50. The plan is 75 years old. I have a document from JFK that says how old Q is. It's old as the hills. So there's been a plan in place this whole time. And those of us, I think, that were ordained by God, and it was God's knowing, God's guidance, I really feel this. Where before I might not have felt that. God decides who wakes up. God decides whether we have the eyes and the ears to see and hear what's going on right now. And in his inexplicable way, God saves us. Okay, the light of Christ comes into our hearts. I told you all, um, if you listen back to the one that I did around Christmas time, the podcast there, I speak about how I saw the light coming into all the people's hearts. And that was an actual biblical thing, which I didn't realize. Okay, I'm no expert. I just speak from my heart. And that, that, that was actually Pentecost. Um, so that kind of blew me away, um, I, which was around this period. And if I'd known, you know, I think if I had known, I would have flipped. But I also um, would have understood that around this period of time in the calendar was probably when this Pentecostal um, circumstance was going to come. I could see, so... God showed me his fingers and they were lit with a flame and he touched the hearts of all of the people all around the world, mine included, and we lit, we were lit. It was just so beautiful. And in this little heart space, um, in the some of the drawings I've seen, the biblical drawings I've seen and paintings, there, the, the flames are over their heads on their crown chakra, which is, yeah, why not? That, that, it, that, would work too like this was being shown to me (laughs) and it was like wow this is amazing um and there was this sense of peace that reigned if you remember those of you who were connecting into the energy of that period there was just this incredible healing peace god was giving us the gift of being able to see and experience peace on earth 
I, I truly believe that. I, I had a magnificent Christmas, which was very low-key and very sacred and special, connected with God and connected with the energy of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely, it was amazing. I still have a Christmas card here, actually, um, which doesn't look like Christmas. It's just an oil painting. Um, I just love the painting of the baby in the manger and Joseph and Mary, and it, it it's... Uh, I'm the baby in this, <laughs> and I'm being reborn. And this was sort of like a catalyst for what was happening going forward for this year. That certainly seems to have been the truth. So let me just come back. You know, I I, I just want to say I tip my hat off to people that have woken to this, this being the cray-cray. I mean, it's so nuts <laughs> it needed to happen though like i said you know there was i wasn't aware of any military being across any level of plan all i knew was that religion as we knew it the churches as we as we know it have fallen foul of god's will i knew that a long time ago that the vatican was evil that babies were being eaten that um we were ingesting and being forced to live a cannibalistic um, existence under the realm of uh, satanic worship through, right throughout government. Did I nail that? <laughs> it's pretty hard to explain in a sentence, but that's pretty much where we're at. And what has been really interesting is that a lot of what is going on right now is there in the Bible, and how perfect is that? Okay, I used to think up until maybe a month ago, right up until a month ago, I used to think that the Bible was flawed because so much has been changed and taken away being a Catholic. You have to understand that was my, forgive my background. And we know now what Catholicism is. Um, those of us that were born into that Catholic realm, we actually didn't we didn't stick <laughs> we didn't fly because we could see through it and we didn't understand what it was but we could see through it and now I meet I meet people online every day I speak to people all the time and um, 90 I've not met one that said I really love being a Catholic and that's over the last 25 years. I've never met one person that says that. I'm proud of my Catholic religion. Not one person. I'm not saying that they don't exist. I'm sure they do. But no one in my sphere, that the, the, the way that the souls work, no one in my sphere has come up with that. Usually it's people that have completely renounced their faith as me. And as a result, we have had to go back to basics. We've had to go... And, and do the deep dives and look at the internet and find things out if we're driven to do that. Some of us didn't even bother to do that. We just stepped back altogether and decided, well, you know, I can't make head, head and tail of any of it, so I'm out. Um, other people stick with what they have raised, you know, what, what they've known as they've been raised um, and just done the best with what they could and no one can deny anybody that and then there are other of us who are very uh, passionate about going deep and 
asking the questions and finding the answers and then feeling if these answers, this is the big thing, right? Feeling if these answers are resonant with where you're at right now. I don't see a lot of people doing that, I have to tell you. What I see, and I, I, I think this is the side effect of the rapid pace of this information, the way that it's coming out, I, I, I think it's an unfortunate side effect where we're so used, we're so conditioned by social media that um, we may have a natural, and there's a few of us that don't, I'm one of these, but for the majority of people who are different to this, they just consume. And in a way, and I'm going to call you up on this because I want to ask that question of you. You know, are you just consuming? Are you just gorging? Think about it. Think about where you're getting your information. Think about how you're supporting yourself in this great awakening process. Think about how aligned this is and have you supplanted, which means taking something and changing it and it's just the same behavior from before. It just looks different. It's usually part of denial. Okay, uh, have you supplanted your social media binge fest, scroll, 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 to something far more interesting that you know is could be real and may not and is a bit fringy and aligns with your purpose somehow? And are you just gorging on everything? And I'm saying this to, to not to to embarrass you, I'm saying this because this needs to be asked of you. You need to bring some integrity to what you're ingesting. Okay? Because it's it's exactly like a diet that you're planning, you know, if you're wanting to put on weight or if you're wanting to lose weight or if you're wanting to cut out sugar or you're wanting to get chemical free, you wanted to get low toxic lifestyle happening. You're going to want to know what it, what the ingredients are naturally, but you're also going to be wanting to align with a lifestyle that's true for you, okay? And if all you're doing is gorging, which the information shitstorm that's there, my God, I feel for the people that are new. I really feel for the people that are new because it, there is almost no time to do anything but scroll and gorge. So there's kind of like a trick question here. I fully get it and I'm being supportive. I'm being understanding and I, and I get that it's a lot of information, but you have the there's a few things here, right? You have the capacity to slow the pace if you want, put the phone down, walk away. I do it all the time. <laughs> I have to because it's just too much. I walk away from the computer. That's why you might send me a message and I don't see it for half a day because I'm I'm out. I'm nowhere to be found. I look like I'm online. I'm not. Or, you know, are you somebody who is um, engaging with the information and just um, taking it in slowly and sitting on it? And rather than scrambling to verify, some things can't be verified, by the way, have you noticed? Oh, it's so unfair, really. This is new. This is, this is a, 
this vibration in this new awakening with our access to the internet and the way that we have it and the information and the intel that's coming is all a test of our faith. Faith before sight, biblical. And this is why partners and loved ones and friends are going, you're absolutely cracked in the head. So you're saying that you haven't seen this guy, but you believe he's returning after his father was killed. And you just think, that how do you know? You know, and the logical mind, their logical mind wants to come in and intervene and pull you back into the matrix when in your heart you know the truth, you, you can feel the truth. And this is my point, okay? When, you, when you're discerning information, you can be misled very easily, but if you are used to working with your intuition, you will be aligned to a vibration that is hard to ignore and that's uh, that's a lot of how I get my information now. I don't go out on this information as um, verbatim, especially if it's come through somebody else. It it it's yeah, how can I say? If information has just come through somebody for me, and everybody's reality is slightly different but if it's just come and I don't know where it's from and I don't know how it came to pass and and for myself if it didn't come up as a result of a synchronicity or God's love so I work with God's love constantly and I will um okay <laughs> he wants me to share how I go about my day this is a little bit embarrassing, but all right. <laughs> um, I, I, I start my day very gently. And as I, you'll hear this on YouTube tonight as well. Okay, let me get it out. Um, I start my day very gently and I um, connect uh, with God, God's messages, just as I'm waking up from in that sort of, emerging awakening state there's lots of messages sometimes that come in sometimes nothing but I, I keep an awareness of wow okay slowly what are the messages this morning it was uh, a beautiful song called amen and that i would need that today to soothe my heart and it was very accurate the guidance was incredibly accurate i'll share the music if you're following me on spotify i know some of you don't but if you follow me on Spotify, I've got it there in the um, Divine Inspirations playlist for you. I then wake up solely. I reach for my phone um, and there is usually a dead match. There's probably a better phrase for that, but there is a dead match between God's guidance for that moment that I was just emerging out of my sleep and what I find on my phone. Now, you have to know there's like gazillion channels on Telegram and there's notifications going crazy. Ghost Ezra, my God. <laughs> he, it, it's, it's, it's like a rave. It's insane. The amount of information is insane and I do feel for new people as I've 
continually and will continually ever redirect, right? Then um, I'll put the phone down and just commune with God. And I don't do it in a meditation. Sometimes I do, not always. Well, not not regularly. I'm, you know, one of those naughty ones that doesn't meditate. But I'm in a meditative state. I create a meditative state. I go out, I will grab um, something that resonates for me. Sometimes I don't eat. Often I don't. I fast after I wake up um, until usually lunchtime before I break it. Um, I wake late too. I'm, I don't have little children, so I'm my schedule is completely my own and I design it my way. So usually I'll wake up about 8, 30, 8 8.30 is optimum time for me, any earlier than that, and I find I don't enjoy my day as much. It's too long. Um, 8, 8.30, moving through, I, I move straight to a shower and in the shower I connect with God. And there are instructions or a phrase or he'll send somebody's higher self through. Yes, in the shower. We don't have boundaries. <laughs> it's like, really? Do we have to have this conversation now? I'm having a shower. <laughs> um, uh, sometimes it's empty. Sometimes that space is empty just from my thought. But very often God will fill that space when I'm connected with water in that way. Um, he will, so I have a shower each night before I sleep. I sleep and then I have a shower as I wake. I've always done that, two, two showers a day, every single day. And if I don't, I, I, it, one in a gazillion nights that I might skip the shower. Usually the shower is essential for sleep for me, for relaxation and connection finalize my day so I open my day with God in the water and I end my day with God in the water it's very beautiful um, I live in a space of tranquility and beauty I, I select colors and um, position uh, my belongings in a way that's loving that's and and I live a very tidy way and beauty there is lots of beauty I choose fabrics and textures and colors that all work together and that's how I need my world to be f to feel happy um, and how I extract joy from the 3d dimension uh, and I create you know putting beautiful things um, cushions on the bed and making sure that my bedding feels really beautiful I have bamboo sheets um, that I've got from a company if you ever want to know about good bamboo sheets Etienne I'm not a promoter. I just really love these sheets. Um, is it Etienne? Yeah, really stunning. And, um, you know, uh, high quality, one, buy once, buy happy, um, conscious. I try to buy as consciously as I possibly can. And I make sure that, um, that it's sustainable and that the vibration of whatever I've chosen fits with my lifestyles. So if you understand, like, it's, it's, it's a big thing. Um, but it's like, it's like ballet. We d I just move graciously. I have mainly silence. I don't jump straight on my phone. I definitely don't 
definitely don't go straight to my computer. That's like an affront to my senses. I don't check my emails straight up unless I know that I'm expecting something really urgently. I usually from overseas. Definitely not because it just it robs me of my day. And my day, I like it to start with beauty and slowness. Um, and then I settle in to contemplation. In that time, I may connect with a friend um, or I may send a really beautiful message to somebody or read, um, connect with the Bible or some, some such. And then at around midday, then I start my day. You have to understand, I was a really huge workaholic and every moment, every hour, every day was filled with joy but also high levels of stress. So I've completely redone my space so that I prevent that. I am a natural workaholic in that it sounds, it's, it's, a, it's high output and um, I just don't know when to stop actually. <laughs> and my whole family are the same, so it's genetic and they're alcoholics, most of them. So I don't drink. And I learned um, actually probably about f six months ago, maybe almost a year, that children of alcoholics, if they don't turn to alcohol, they turn to workaholism. I'm like, uh-oh, that's me. And that can be an avoidism. Uh, uh, it can be um, an inclination to be an avoidance or escapism. And I thought, wow, that's so interesting. But I do extract joy from what I do and I am very present with what I do. So um, I still had this propensity to overdo it and I needed to stop. So that's why, because I work from home and I can design my, my life the way that I like because of the way my, my career has gone, I started around midday to save my soul <laughs> and to save myself and to give myself grace and connection with God. Every single day is the same. Then at about midday, I'll move and I'll get into the task orientation, meetings, connection, um, conversations that are much more everyday kind of um, even my, my mail deliveries don't come to usually 2 p.m., which is great. So I've got nothing tripping me out of that sacred space that I create for those first two hours when I wake up. And I really need that. I look forward to that. And that is my everyday. That gives me the space and the grace to then integrate the knowledge of what I've found the night before. Now, recently I've come across some really heavy stuff, heavy stuff that have really, that has really shifted me from what I thought I knew. This is coming from somebody that's been doing this for 20 years. I definitely haven't got it perfect, but it's also asked me to really shift my awareness and my, what I believed I knew to a state of, and this is what I could see, a state of flux. Um, and a lot of people who are wedded to no change, the idea of, you know, 
you, you need your guarantees and you need your surety. And that's why your partner isn't interested in what you're doing because you needed your, you know, that they need to know that, that everything's guaranteed and locked in before they can function. And actually, what I think God is doing through this great awakening is I actually think that he's shifting us out of complacency and that he's wanting us to see and witness what's going on around us politically, what's going on around us in, in the world, in government, um, what it, what's happening with this awakening. And he wants us to be bear witness. We, we, he gave us the sight, the sight to see. And, and I know that many of you who've connected with me have said, why me? You know, what, how come, <laughs> how come I get to do this, which is, I guess, a privilege in some respects, but it's also a pretty big inconvenience because it's intervened in your life in a way that you never expected and that it just became logic for your way of thinking, your way of processing and your way of dealing with your world. And you could see very clearly what was going on and that you've also seen this as a reality. But your partner, no, your son and daughter, no. You know, you, other family members, no, they're not seeing it like you are. And now that you can't unsee it, as I mentioned earlier, you're left holding the baby as it was, as it were, and you're left with, well, you know, I'm compelled to walk this path. Yes, you are. And I'm so drawn to this. And I've checked this in, in with myself. Am I drawn to this because I'm unhappy with my life? Yeah. <laughs> in a way, yes. But, or am I drawn to this because my soul is compelled? Hell yeah. Well, hands down. I have tried my hardest to, to come back to, okay, PJ, you need to come back to balance. <laughs> and it's almost impossible. And my reflection with God, you know, I've spoken to him about this and it has been, and he speaks to me like a husband. It's, it's a love relationship. It's amazing. And I say to him, you know, there is no balance with this. And you're... Are you saying that there is no balance really that we can meter for ourselves? And he said, you understand. And what he's trying to do at this point, I fully believe that God is trying to explain to us that he is in control, which is a very scary place. This is why I went there with the ego before. It's a very scary thing for the ego to acknowledge that something other than it is not in control. That actually, you know, there's an amazing Native American saying, which I may have mentioned before, I live by it. Let go of the riverbank, yes, lest ye drown. Think about that. When you are in flux and it's hell, and you are doing all you can to hold on, you'll drown yourself. It, that's dangerous. That's ridiculous. You would not do that. The wise thing is to let go because you will float, even if you can't swim. The water will carry you. If you, 
If you speak to God, he will look after you and you will be carried to your destination with ease and grace, but not <laughs> in the direction, not upstream. Okay? Not fighting against all odds. Not moving in a direction that you're designing. It's God's design. And this is what those of us who are in this great awakening, this is what we understand. This compulsion to get across this information, this obsession, it feels, wow, this feels like an obsession. Okay? It is to a, to a degree, but there's also this, this some, some other force. I don't know if you've noticed this, but there is a force keeping your attention there. I've had it. <laughs> the force is God. And he's like, no, I want you here. No, back here. Every time I, I try to step back, no, over here. And it's loving, but it's demanding. And it's demanding this of us. Uh, it can be um, a, a bit of a sort of a trap where you feel like you have to be across everything blow by blow. You do not. Trust that God will show you everything that you need to know as and when. Some people have been able to understand what's going on or this great awakening and step back and it's enough for them. Other people are feeling called to create these immense channels with, with gazillions of followers and become thought leaders in their own right. Fine. Other people like me, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit smaller than that. I'm just speaking to the people that feel aligned and that I know that um, I can reach and I, I've... I know that God wants me to do it. He was the one that put me on the podcast. He was the one that got me up on YouTube. <laughs> I wasn't going. I don't, I, didn't want, I don't like YouTube, but that's what he asked. So I don't argue because I know he is very difficult to argue with. God has us right where he needs us to be. And I want you to think about your ego being woven, your identity, and one could even say that ego is that dark, dark aspect of ourselves. We don't need to rubbish it, but it is the 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 everyday aspect of ourselves. It's not our enlightenment. Ego is not our enlightenment. Our soul is our enlightenment, and our soul has far more. Um, although the ego is demanding, it's childlike, uh, petulant. The soul is all-knowing and it's wise. And when it's engaged, which it is right now, but that makes you happy. God's throwing the levers on and he's switched on that light in our hearts. Okay? For anyone to sit back and say, oh, you know, I went to an ashram and, you know, I'm so enlightened and, you know, I've gone and done all this meditation and so now I'm like this really connected being those are the people that are still not being reached have you noticed because <laughs> i have it's 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 nothing to do with what you've designed at, at all very everyday people have had the light switched on the eyes open and it's like we're we're on god is asking us at this point to get across it get armed get knowledge get wise and get ready and this is what we're doing right now. So we're exhausted. But I just wanted to highlight here that ego, okay? It's inextricably woven into the, the, the framework. So 
Think of it as a gold thread. You, you are a gold thread. Okay, and your ego is part of that 3D matrix that's been created for the world. As it dissolves, you're going to feel it. And you're going to feel it before all the others feel it. This is why we're here now. We have been chosen, no question. You wouldn't be listening to me if you weren't. I know this to be absolutely true. And some of you, I know, I can feel I'm sensing into your the collective right now and I can absolutely feel some of you are like, oh, I just can't go any further. It's okay, all right? I can't deal with what this is going to look like. I, it's too hard to look. Just take a breath and relax and know that all of this is being divinely guided, divinely instrumented. It's got nothing to do with you and in the sense that you don't have to create this. You're not going to miss out. You are right where you need to be right at this point in time. God reaches you, is reaching you, has reached you and will continue if he's done it before. You will not be left behind. Just put that out of your mind. But that part of us that is dissolving, that egoic aspect of ourselves is... That's big and we must go gently and you'll, you'll hear me say that from go gently on yourself. It's very important that you not be in judgment or sitting and comparing yourself. PJ's been doing this 20 years. I need to get across this today. No, you will not. And, and nor will I if somebody else has been doing it for 60 years, you know. The, those people are rare but they're around. And I definitely don't benchmark myself against anybody. I don't sit there and go, well, you know, I'm, I'm in this situation and therefore, like I said, I've got my hat off to people who have been awake for like a minute. Not because I think, huh, you know, I know so much more, but because I think, what are these people dealing with? Holy mackerel, it's like big. And these poor people, and I have trouble. How much? <laughs> what about them? You know, so if I ever have a moment where I think, oh, I'm, you know, I'm really feeling it or I'm feeling this, this shift and I'm finding it really difficult and if, if I go into any level of self, which I actually don't, but if I were to go into any self-pity around how I'm feeling day to day, um, there are people out here who are just sort of trying to integrate and managing what's more. Like I'm seeing people move through it at a, at a rapid pace. And again, that isn't necessarily what you have done or haven't done yourself. It's because God has designed it that way. So you can be very, very, very um, calm and know that God will look after you and God has your heart and your wisdom in hand. Um, we are children of God. He is here to show us what is important to us. He is showing up for us. He is bringing us into a state of grace with the 
the craziness that's out there. Now you go outside and, you know, the breeze is blowing and the sun is rising and the moon is in the sky. Birds are singing and life is normal. But actually on the ground in that 3D reality, nothing's normal. (laughs) You've changed. Your relationship will no doubt have been through immense change because of the growth that you've experienced you're different they're resisting you as this new you and they don't really know who you are anymore that's very difficult to watch because we're seeing this too i know exactly how that feels acknowledging how you're feeling in yourself helps you heal and our this journey is very much a spiritual journey. We've got the dark and the light. We've, we're seeing the forces at play. We're feeling it. I'm feeling it. Something happened overnight and I saw a lot of significant um, people with intel on what's going on in the Anon movement. I saw a big shift. I saw them harden up and put on the armour of God. I absolutely saw that this morning. I saw there was a shift. There was, you know, and and someone said beautifully, they said, this is war. Something occurred at a confidential level, which I don't have privy to, but I can see that shift happened. But the amount of um, of people uh, sort of emanating that there had been a a dramatic shift overnight. We're going to go through these incredible changes and we can feel it in your body. I certainly can. I woke up feeling like I'd been hit over the head with a baseball bat today. I haven't felt like that for a long time and my muscles are all sore. I didn't do anything yesterday, so it's not like I've been to the gym or something. I can feel the tension running through the collective. I can feel the tiredness. I can feel people are tired and people are confused. But do you know something? There's a little ism in the spiritual community. And one of those isms is... You're most connected when you are tired, believe it or not, when you're tired and confused. You, you, you move into another state within your mind and it's, you're more readily able to receive um, connection with higher guidance. So uh, what I want to say here is if you're judging that tiredness or confusion, don't. Because it's valuable. And, and this is going to help you connect with your higher self, with God, with your Christ-like status. We, we're all lit up. I'm telling you now, we are. I see it. It's really amazing. And we are being... Um, I keep wanting to say the word groomed, but it, I mean it in a nice way. We're being initiated. We're being forged we're being created by god you can feel the hand of god working over you i know you can okay you can feel the transformation you can feel and yes you might have a few days weeks months i had months months i was absolutely useless this is last year i was a blithering mess i was crying constantly grieving humanity I still do it, not 
to the extent that I was because I stayed present with the grief. I stayed present with the emotion. I let it ride through with me, through me. Because if you don't, if you ignore it and if you put it under the carpet, it rises in another way that you don't really want it to. I use healing strategies. I use some of the methods that I've learned in healing spaces and I apply them to myself because you know what? Healer, heal thyself. Really, really important. So I hope um, those are words of encouragement and they're there not to preach rather than to open you to possibilities and look at where am I going? And if you are feeling shit, even if you believe, if you, you fully believe, you fully believe that there is something out there, you fully believe in God, you fully believe in the Christ-like, and you fully believe that this matrix deserves to dissolve immediately. Okay, because that's I'm there. As the matrix falls away, you will also feel discomfort. You will be feeling a sense of loss on some level, a sense of grief relief on some level, and a sense of um, um, losing a part of yourself that you can never, not that you want it back, but it's all you've known too. Okay? It's how a, a person feels with a toxic parent. We've had a toxic parent. Think about, you know, Satan rules the waves here. This is, it's in the Bible. <laughs> Satan rules planet Earth. It's his. And all God can do is reach out. And if we reach up, he will be there for us. If you are rejecting God on any level, because, and believe me, people do this. I did it. You're rejecting God on any level because you're not worthy or you're not ready. It doesn't work like that. He'll make it harder for you till you say yes anyway. He's very insistent. He's very cheeky. He knows all the things to get you, right? I know because I've been through it. He, he doesn't take no for an answer. You know, God let, gave me a hell of a lot of rope and then just waited for me to come back. And and I'm like back with a vengeance now and have been, um, you know, totally and completely since August last year. I went through this massive um, epiphany with mind, body and spirit. And I've never been the same. And I'm glad. It was just, just a beautiful thing. And it's only been the last week's that I've been able to articulate what did that mean as a chosen one, the one that is chosen by God and says, come, you're mine. And I read something today which is very interesting. I'd never read this before. As a, as a follower of the Christ light, you can be raised in a Christian family. It doesn't mean anything. God saves. He chooses who he wants on his side. And so when we surrender to God, our Almighty Father, and we understand that this is part of our soul's mission, that we are headed in this direction, whether we like it or not, we can simply let go of the riverbank and be carried by that water 
water, consciousness. It's same thing. When they say watch the water, watching the consciousness, nothing can stop what's coming. And that is our awareness, our, our aliveness and our connection to God. Nothing will change that. Will I be left behind? Well, no. Four to six percent don't make it. Three percent of them are elite. And the rest of that, I think at least five percent, are lost forever. Okay, we, we don't have to worry about those. We just focus on us, focus on our path, and 95 percent pull through. That's a lot of people. And we all go together. That's what I love. We're all in this together and I'm in this with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure again. I can't believe where that hour goes. Sorry that I'm not consistent when they, when they come out, but I have to be authentic and um, I sacrifice um, consistency for authenticity. Uh, I think that's a whole much better experience for you and me. I also find it very difficult to produce anything if I'm moving through my own growth and development it reminds me of when I was when my boy was little. He could either speak or he could climb. He couldn't do both. <laughs> and I was happy for him to go through the muscle development with the climbing. And I knew that he wouldn't wasn't wasn't able to speak while he was developing that side of himself. Ah, the joys of a parent with ASD children who are now adult. <sighs> and um, you do survive. Uh, looking forward to connecting with you again. I am starting a new podcast. I have lots of things going on. Keep an eye on the platforms. There's, um, I'll announce them as they come. But I am about to relaunch my essential oil platform. So I did a couple of things around Christmas. I was just experimenting to see how that looks and feels. I have so much coming. I have set up a new Telegram group. Yes, another one for my, my um, avid essential oil lovers. Um, and for those that are not yet enrolled, of course, I have some really beautiful gifts for you to come and be part of what I'm making. I absolutely believe in the magic of essential oils and their ability to create an authentic connection with Christ. Hands down, there is nothing like it. Um, and yeah, I'm helping um, quite a few people in there develop their relationship with their oils and as sacred gifts of the earth, which they are. Um, and then we will be, um, I'll also be running a few um, things online, which I think you're going to love. Um, one of those is emotions and essential oils, working through that. And then we're also going to be looking at potentially um, um, some beautiful, um, a gorgeous podcast that I've got going to re relaunch in my Egypt experiences. So lots to look forward to. And I hope that in the coming weeks and days and months, you can access me any way that you like. And I'm really looking forward to being able to connect with you. Thank you so much for being a part of what I've created today. And I look forward to seeing you soon.